I'm sorry I screamed. Welcome to another episode of the V-Single Podcast. I am your host, Allison Stevenson, and this intro, I'm going to keep it nice and short because I've got an interview that's a nice, hefty, we got a hefty interview, uh, so I'm just going to keep the intro brief. Uh, hope everyone's doing well. Thank you again to everyone who's reaching out and, you know, talking to me about the new episodes. I really appreciate it. I would love to hear from even more of you. I would love to get more questions, especially, or more thoughts, feelings, stories. Just hit me up. Let's chat. I'm around. You know, I'm just, I'm just hanging out. So let's talk. Um, really quick, some, some updates. Uh, I don't know, you guys. (laughs) I told you, I know I'm like trying harder to put myself out there and like put more effort into meeting people and, you know, it's, it's, it's going okay, but what do you guys think of this? I am just so turned off so easily by little things that I'm like what is this is it me am I the problem or is it them am I right to like be turned off by this I started texting with a guy who from jump like we established like maybe it would be like a casual hookup thing because he's E&M partnered has a primary yada yada and I'm like you know what all right you seem cool like maybe we could establish like you know, hanging out and just hooking up and, you know, keeping it cash. And, you know, he seemed like he might be good for that. But then, like, he texts me. And the first three times he texts me are voice notes. And he's sending me these dumb voice notes that are like, you know, he's trying to be funny and I don't think they're super funny. And I'm just like, ugh, I don't like this. I'm turned off. And I just stopped talking to him. Literally, he left me uh, he left me a voice note that I have yet to open. And <laughs> it's even worse when it's a voice note because I guess like the voice note goes away after a person listens to it. So this guy just knows that I haven't listened to it yet. Honestly, I probably will. I just like I've been just I when I first saw it, I was like, ugh, I don't care about this. And then I like kind of ignored it and forgot about it. And I'm kind of just remembering now that I did. He did leave me a voice note that I just completely ignored. Um, But I was I was just like, no, I don't like this. Not in and I'm turned off. And I'm trying, I guess it doesn't help that he's in a relationship already and it's just casual, there's less stakes in it. But like, oh God, I, I, I'm almost disappointed with myself for how so easily turned off I am by things. Um, maybe if he was funnier too, it's just like really bad, dumb humor. I, he's fine. He seems really nice and he's, you know, whatever. Um, 
And then literally like a few hours later, I started talking to a guy on Hinge and, you know, we're making jokes and stuff like about rom-coms or whatever. And he like just drops that he listens to the 500 Days of Summer soundtrack like every day. And I was like, ugh. (laughs) That turned me off. I was like, what? You do? What, What year is it? Who are, like, what? I don't know. Something about that really turned me off. Or I was like, okay, we can stop talking. And I, just, I, I was turned off. Am I, am I shooting myself in the foot? Am I maybe stopping a good thing from happening because I'm turned off by the fact that a man listens to the 500 Days of Summer soundtrack every day? Maybe. But I don't know. I think I also got to trust my gut instincts. I'm just so... This is something that I need... To, this is what I know I need to get over is I'm not good at pretending. I'm not good at like just flirty banter for flirty banter's sake. Like, and I try, I literally will try to force myself. But like when, when someone's like, you know, giving me a joke that I don't think's funny, it's really hard for me to be like, okay, I'm going to pretend this is funny. Or I'm going to like, I don't know how to like fake enthusiasm. And I get turned off so easily by so many little things. So maybe that's that is something I acknowledge. Okay, I need to work on it. But also, you know, maybe I just need to wait for the right person to come along who's like also down to just not text back and forth dumb shit and pretend to be enthused by the other person's lame humor. I you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But those are my little those are my little updates I guess is that I'm kind of a bitch and you know what fuck it I like it this way I want to be a pretentious little cunt (laughs) that's who I am all right it's hard for me to fake having like an exciting conversation with someone who's not bringing good material my way you know what I mean we got to be interesting here. Anywho. Um, all right. So I'm going to leave it at that. I am leaving it at that. We can get more into it next episode. But right now, I just want to get right into my interview. Um, I have a really fun guests on. And again, I got to warn you, I'm still figuring out the kinks, okay? I tried a different recording platform and it was a little bit better, but... For some reason, it sucked on my end, so my mic was kind of shitty. I tried to fix it as much as I could. <laughs> I did silence myself a lot, so it will sound a lot like my guest is monologuing, but, you know, don't worry, because, like, I'm just cutting, like, me being like, uh-huh, yeah, oh, okay. So, you know, it, it, still, it still should sound fine. I just want to give you guys a heads up. Again, I'm working on it. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to be a fucking podcasting professional very soon. I promise. And I I know the solution now. Now that this has happened to me twice, I know what I have to do. So next interview is going to be fucking perfect. Beautifully perfect. But I promise you, this episode is listenable. Um, So yeah, and it's a great interview. So I really hope you stick around and listen to it. So... Without further ado, I'm going to take a short break and then I'll be back with my guest. 
Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Welcome back. This week, I am joined by illustrator and author, particularly of Feel It Out. Uh, just overall amazing, wonderful person. Uh, everybody in your homes, clap it up for Jordan Sondler. Thank you so much, Allison. Hello. hello. I'm, so, I, I'm so used to hosting as a stand-up comedian that it's like muscle memory in my brain to be like, clap it up. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, amazing to you're gonna make me feel funny i'll <laughs> feel like i'm i'm part of the the it crowd the stand-up comics <laughs> oh yeah big it crowd right there <laughs> definitely <laughs> to someone who's not a comic yes okay sure i'll take that <laughs> I, I don't mind that i think we're all a bunch of dweebs but okay <laughs> yeah well anyone who knows like the underbelly and the reality of their career probably feels that way, you know? Yeah, actually, that, that sounds accurate. The glamour is reserved for the audience. Yeah. You don't know how the sausage is made. Yeah, once you do, you're like, oh, I don't, I don't know <laughs> if I want to eat this. <laughs> yeah, totally. I get that. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And I'm excited to have you. We became Instagram friends a few months ago or Maybe a year ago? Well, I've been following you for a bit because I I can't remember where I saw it featured, but I started following your newsletter. I subscribed and then I was just kind of always reading your by the way, where's your newsletter? I know. <laughs> like <laughs> now that I think about it, when's the last time I got a newsletter? I know. I need to I'm I've been pretty I just haven't had no Nothing that I feel like I need to write about. Like, there hasn't been anything like, oh, I got to talk about this. Well, now you have a podcast, too. So it's like so many outlets for your creativity. It, it might be it might be spreading yourself around a little bit. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, no, I'm going to write something. Something will be coming soon. Thank I'm you. waiting. I'm Thank watching. you for holding me accountable. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> because I, I love your writing. And I have sent it to many people. And I think it was a while before I reached out to you and was like, hey, we should know each other. Yes. And I'm I'm so glad you did. Tell me about what's going on. How, how Any love life updates? What's your status? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, I've got a new status as of last night. I am not on any dating apps anymore. <laughs> I actually, yeah, that's an update. But actually, it's a pretty big one because I've been single for six years now. And I don't really, I mean, I have gone and taken breaks, but I'd say I had been taking a break for the past five months. I hadn't been on a date. And then last night I was like, you know what? 
this is not helping me by being on these apps and also not going out on dates. Maybe I just get rid of the apps completely. So I didn't just delete the apps off my phone. I deleted all of my profiles. And wow, I have to say, it's only it's not even been 24 hours, but I keep picking my phone up out of habit and like scrolling to, you know, the back of my phone where I would keep the apps. They're not there. And then I have to put my phone back down. Uh, but yeah, I honestly, I'm telling myself I did it so that I can meet someone. I don't know. I think I want to channel all my emotional, fantastical and physical energy into just making things happen out in the real world and uh, taking away anything I'm clinging to with trying to meet someone online. I don't know. I, I applaud that. I think that's, I think that's how it should be done. Yeah. I think you got to change things. If, yeah, if, if nothing, I heard something today. It was like, if you want something different, you have to do something different. So here we go. So tell me about you and the apps. Have you ever Ugh. been like, I'm indefinitely off of them? Have you ever done that? I've definitely just like ignored them for a very long time. I've never full on deleted. Like, I mean, I don't have them all, all the time. Like right now yeah. I kind of only really have field and Tinder and like barely hinge. But, like, I'll go through phases. Even if you fully have hinge, you barely have hinge. It's like you you get someone who, well, I'll speak from my experience. I get someone who swipes on me every, like, three months. And nope. it's not someone I'm matching with. I'm like, okay, what is this? I think someone's paid to swipe on me every three months. No, I've literally been, like, researching this. Because I feel like hinge is better for men than it is for women. Oh, I, I, I mean... I want to hear your opinion, but isn't that every app? How is it no. different with this one? I don't think, I think in terms of like, I'm not saying like the experience, but I'm saying in terms of like the matches, like, I think it's one of the few that's more in like, and I'm talking in heterosexual terms, like more in the man's favor than in the woman's mm. favor. And okay. I think it's because it's the one that's more like relationship oriented. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like more guys actually do better on it. Like I know so many guys who go on like endless hinge matches. They're just like, I have a friend who literally gets like every day bombarded with likes on hinge. And almost every woman I know is like the complete opposite where they're getting like one like a week or something, you know, like mm -hmm. very little activity compared to like how I see it being so much more for the, the guys that I no are on hinge and that pisses me off <laughs> that's not i think right. it's really <laughs> i agree it's really confusing that all these apps are owned by the same parent company so you have to bear that in mind but they're definitely always trying different things out on each of the apps and i have noticed when i delete the hinge app not my profile but the app and then i bring it back i get all these swipes i'm like what is this about they're literally trying to it's like breadcrumbs that the app is giving us. It's so weird. It it really shows you they're in control. Yes. Oh, 100%. <laughs> they're like, look what we did for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same, like the standout thing. 
you know, like the standout. It's like you think what I've read, there's theories that people mm-hmm. think that a lot of these standouts are people who haven't been active on Hinge for like months and months. No way. Oh, the yeah. ones that you can send roses to. And don't get me started on those because I'm like, who wants to receive that? It's like a super like. And you're supposed to pay for this. And also, when they show you the standouts, you have no option for anyone who's not on this app. You have to send this dorky ass yeah. rose. It doesn't allow you to send a regular like. So you're like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I'm sending this weird thing. But it was the only way that I could talk to you. Yeah, no, they that's by design. They're like they want you to reach for the what see you know, the more unattainable. They want like these are the people we know you're gonna want to fuck. And we're gonna make it harder for you to contact them. You're gonna have to pay to talk to these people. But Yeah. Uh I can't even get started on Bumble too, how that's apparently feminist to make the woman do all of the work for the men to never respond. And also a lot of people, you know what, we should use this opportunity to talk about these dating apps because I have literally this past week heard friends who have been in relationships for almost a decade explain to other friends what each of these apps are i'm like excuse me excuse me you might have heard something but you should not be explaining this i'm actually personally offended because you're taking something you probably heard from me and you're spinning it out of control so please let the researcher who has put in many hours many many tears please let me explain to you what these apps are you will never you will never be the person to consult on this until you're single. And that's my rant. <laughs> You'll never even know until you're single again. When couples who like never really use the apps are always like, oh my God, can I see? Can I swipe for you? Like it's a fun little game for them. I'm just like, ah, oh, this is my life. <laughs> Stop. I know. And you're like, I'm very methodical. I swipe left on 50 people and then right on the next one so totally unless you're gonna do that for me nothing hurts me more yeah it's always so insulting when they're like oh what about this guy and it's like the (laughs) most like i'm like excuse me you really think i would fuck this guy like (laughs) (laughs) well i feel like a lot of people I will show people someone I'm going to go up with and people have that reaction. And I'm like, hey, this is not your date. I didn't say that this is for you. And I didn't tell you that I like him. I haven't met him yet. Okay, give it a shot. Let me give it a shot. There you go. Yeah, Yeah. we're all very different, you know. We we sure are. Yeah. (laughs) Moral of the story. (laughs) Thank God. Because maybe we'll find partners that way. Everyone wants something different. So what do you what are you trying to do now? Are you like going to put some effort into meeting people in real life or are you taking the like I'm going to wait for it to come to me mentality or what? You know, I think I have in the past couple of years really been more open in general in my life and I have been pulling people towards me randomly out in the world last summer I had a couple of different guys approach me on the street and um that was weird that never happened to me before ever in my life um 
And then I just had it happen last weekend and I've been thinking a lot about trying to manifest like just meeting people out. And I've, I've never really been the type of person who meets someone at a party. Like I'll meet someone at a party and then I'll inquire with a friend after and they'll be like, oh, you should never date that person. And it's after I spent three hours talking to them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just, I think by getting rid of one, it's like the way I'm thinking about it is like with a plant, you know, it's like you have like a brownish yellow leaf and you're supposed to clip that off because all the extra energy is going towards that leaf, even though it can't like regenerate or anything. And so you clip it off and it helps to grow the actual plant that's alive. I think that's how it works. I don't know much about plants. Um, but I have a lot of them. Yeah. And so that's how I'm thinking about this dating app thing. I'm like, this thing has not been working for me for almost half a year. <laughs> it has not been yielding results. Let me just cut it out entirely. And when I really feel like I need to meet someone, I'm just going to have to look up from my phone when I'm outside instead of swiping or paying for a boost or whatever the hell, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> That is interesting. What what is the difference to you? Do you think it's more of like a like a sorry, let me reword. Okay. The actual act of deleting, fully deleting instead of like just keep ignoring it and don't So, I'm not religious at all. Um and I grew up <laughs> Did you think I was going to say that in response? But um I grew up going to temple like three times a week until I could say, no, I'm not going mm -hmm. back. And, uh, but I've always been spiritual. I didn't really know what that meant until, I don't know, the past couple of years. And uh, so I believe in the universe and I am yeah. showing the universe like, hey, I'm serious. <laughs> I'm okay. serious. Okay. And also in turn showing me like the universe and myself like overlap and intertwine in a way. And I'm like, this is me having some willpower here and being like, I have learned over the past six years, this thing is not really working for me. Let's see what happens when it's gone. Like, yeah. does that change things? I don't know. I could get back. Ugh. I could get it back in a week. I have no idea, but I'm trying not to. Okay. No, no, no. That, that makes sense. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny because I've been the opposite where I'm like, okay, I need to put more focus into the dating apps. <laughs> I know. Well, I think it doesn't really matter. This is what I've learned as a person who has been single all this time, but also watched all of their friends go in and out of being single. I watch friends who just get on and have one conversation and go on one date, end up in a relationship for six plus years. And I watch myself and other friends who have constantly been on the apps, putting in effort, going on dates, still be single. So I really don't think it matters what you're doing. <laughs> I think there is no rhyme or reason. I'm not saying like just cut off all communication to the outside world and you're going to end up with your one true love. But I think so much is out of our control. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I wonder that's actually the thing that I've also been trying to figure out is like how much of me being single this long is my fault. You know what I mean? Like versus the dating culture and the, you know, the bullshit of the apps and 
because what you were saying too, like so many of my friends just so quickly get into relationships and so easily, it seems like. And I'm like, yeah. why hasn't that been easy for me? You know? Oh, I get it. I think it's our path. And it's not to say that I did not like most of the time be like, what am I doing wrong? What's wrong with me? But yeah. I mean, I just always end up in this place and I'm like, I think this is just what's meant for me and it sucks. I wouldn't choose it for me, but I also have learned a lot and I feel like I'm meant to be an observer somewhat. Um, and I know that I will meet someone, but also like as creatives and as cool, self-reflective people um, who like to comment on the world around us, I think maybe we're meant to witness this <laughs> and take a back seat for a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, honestly, I just don't that, think we're necessarily doing anything wrong. I hate to believe we're doing something wrong. I hate to believe that we want it too much and that's why we're not getting it or we don't want it enough. And that's why we're not getting it. It's just, it is, I don't know, but I have to be in like my best mindset to really feel and believe that <laughs> a lot of times I'm like, what is wrong with me? Right. Right. And it's like, you know, not, I don't mean it as like a, what's like an actual flaw that you have. I, I think it's more about like, you know, what's like a wound or something that's going on like subconsciously that, you know, we don't really know is there, but it is affecting something somehow, you know? And the only reason I say this is because on TikTok, I was recommended a book. You might be interested in this book. What book? It's called Calling in the One. Have you heard of this? No, but I was going to talk about another book. I oh. definitely want to look that up. Okay, so this book, Calling in the One. I talked about okay. it uh, last episode of the podcast. I haven't read it yet. I'm only on like the first chapter. But it kind of, the way that I I saw the videos about it and people talking about it, and a lot of it is rooted in kind of like, it's it has a spiritual edge to it and it has like exercises in every chapter that you have to do and you know that are very similar like manifestation exercises and things like that um but you know i guess at the root of it is like what is keeping you blocked must you know must have something to do with childhood issues or trauma or anything like that kind of unpacking personal healing and then seeing how things go from there. Absolutely. No, I totally subscribe to that. And actually a year ago I was leaning more into spirituality and working with a healer. And for months it was so much of that. Um, like taking the focus off of how do I present myself to the outside world? What, what, is happening and why versus like, I just had to focus on like what's going on inside of me. What do I have to heal? And it's crazy because, and I, I shouldn't have used that word, but it's so weird because I've been in therapy since I was 13. I've been working on myself for most of my life with a therapist, but somehow I just had a lot that I was able to look at and maybe release with someone else and um I feel radically different I'm I wouldn't say like my life is 
the most incredible and the most stable I've actually been going through like the most destabilizing time of my life in the past seven months. Um, but I feel different and I know that there are certain things that I've healed or learned to pay attention to, um, that do block me off from other people that block me off from myself. And, um, I feel like what you're saying about that book is a lot of what I had to do. Yeah. Um, to kind of figure things out before I could really just be present, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't need the book. (laughs) (laughs) No, I could use the book. I feel like it's an endless thing, you know, but I was taught to look at certain things, um, even when they were super painful and it got worse before it got better. But I spent a large amount of time just doing that and not looking for partnership and not just not even thinking about it and seeing like, why, why am I talking so negatively to myself? Like, how did I get here? And how am I blocking myself in that way? And I think just having someone who showed that to me and showed me how important it was, um, did for me maybe what that book could do for other people. But you know what? You got to try everything. And if it's about self-betterment, how does it hurt? (laughs) Like maybe you're not going to find your partner, but you are probably going to find yourself in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And something you touched on that I think is really good and admirable um, is like knowing when you shouldn't be trying to date. Yeah. And like knowing when it's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like you kind of get frantic and like, have you ever had a period like that where you were at a real low and you felt like you were even more frantic to date? Cause it feels like, it feels like trying to stop a leak or something (laughs) like you sprung a leak and you're trying to like push all this stuff in to keep from leaking out or something. I've definitely done that in the past. Totally. And if you know that you're just in a place and I wish a lot more guys were like this. I feel like a lot of guys on these apps are, it's like, you should know that you're not ready to date yet. Like you clearly have things that you need to get over and work on. (laughs) Actually the person who pushed me that time, like a year, year and a half ago to like kind of seek some spiritual guidance and like really take a break and not frantically be dating while it felt so bad. He was two weeks out of a seven year relationship when I met him on dating app. So yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, we're, I mean, I, I mean, I did something pretty similar when I had gone to have a big relationship, but also, I don't know. We all find it differently, but it's so interesting when you can glaringly see it in other people and you're like oh my god will you just take my word for it like you need help (laughs) you need help not another match okay (laughs) oh it's so true yeah well i wanted to to go back to even before you showed me that book you were talking about um meeting someone before you're like healed or whatever Like, can you even do that? But I forget the name of the book, but Young Pueblo, if you know him, he's very popular on Instagram. Um, I listened to his most recent book and it was really great. It was all about like basically everything we're talking about right now. 
but he discloses a lot about his relationship. He's been with his wife for a long time and they had a really volatile relationship for years at the beginning and met each other when I think he was going through like addiction issues that were untreated. And they, it sounds like a relationship you wouldn't think would last. And it sounds like maybe two people who really hadn't found themselves and they were able to heal together and grow together. And honestly, something about hearing that story really cemented in me, like, because sometimes I'm like, maybe I'm just not, I'm not where I'm supposed to be before I meet someone. But it was really nice to hear about people who quote unquote, were not where they were supposed to be before they met someone and they were able to grow together. And I think that is something that partnership can and probably should offer. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think that is that like some people can have that sort of determination to keep a relationship going that to everybody else, it's like, this should not be a thing. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think it kind of folds into how do people even get together? I feel like there's so much that has to be aligned to come together. And I feel like maybe if two people come together who really are humbled and listening to each other and wanting to grow together and wanting to be better not one person who wants to be better and wants the other person to be better but like meeting someone who's like yeah we can be better we can do better for each other we can do better for ourselves let's see where this goes I think like if you're able to find someone like that I can see why you would put your faith into like let's give this a shot I found so many people in my dating where it's like I'm just gonna have to fit into their life they're not going to change. I'm just going to have to get used to like these deep flaws, um, like them not looking at their life or what's happening or like how they're making or not making space for other people. I very seldom found someone who's like, let's build something together. Let's grow together. Let's, yeah, I'm emotionally available and I want to grow with someone. I haven't found that yet. I think if I had, hopefully I would be in a relationship. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. And I guess it's just hard in general and not, you know, not even a gendered thing just to find people who kind of have that sort of perspective of. Yeah. I'm constantly having to look for it and refine it in friendship. Like mm-hmm. as I grow over the years and learn more about myself and try to humble myself more and realize there's so much I don't do the way that I really should or want to. And there's so many better ways to like be a better ally or be a better person in my community or my life and my friendships. I find that there are other people who might not want to grow in that way. And that's like totally fine because I met them at a point where I wasn't there. So it's really hard to like grow in different directions with other people And I know I'm deeply flawed, but I'm like kind of just trying to figure out ways to be better and to be less judgmental and to listen more and absorb. And totally. Yeah. But I think that self-awareness that you have is already like leagues above and beyond a lot of people. 
you well, know. Well, it keeps you re- feeling really isolated. Like it makes me feel bad. Like I'm bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I think the more ethical I try to be or in like the, you know, there's so much stuff I would do or partake in in the past that was really not good and I'm not proud of, you know, like gossip and things like that. And there are things that, you know, when there's something that you've done or partaken in and it doesn't feel good. And then you finally get to the point at some point where you're like, why do I do that? Why do we do this? It doesn't feel good. I know people make fun of me or think this about me and that doesn't make me feel good. So why, why would I like wish ill upon this random person? And like, why? Yeah. What is it? Am I triggered by them? Cause they have something I want. I'm just being more inquisitive and realizing, you know what? It, if I don't like that, people are probably acting and saying this stuff about me then maybe I shouldn't be doing it about other people. Like I'm just, I don't know, something about leaning into spirituality, like the like attracts like, whatever. I'm, whatever I want, I'm just trying to emulate. (laughs) I sound like a freaking greeting card, but I'm just, it's really like, honestly, it's been a really trying time the past year for me and I don't have the emotional bandwidth to, um, I can't attract more negativity. I can't have more negativity in my life because my life feels dark right now. And I need to feel like I'm growing and I'm doing better and I'm finding people who are like aligned with trying to be better in their life. Um, And, uh, yeah, but I'm like miles behind other people, you know, I think it's like, it's like a race where we all start at different times. So I'm curious, like what's dating like for you right now? Um, it's not great. I, I was actually not really active on the apps. I didn't full on delete them, but now I'm like inspired by you like maybe maybe you should um but I've actually been doing the opposite where I've been trying to put a little more effort into like meeting people and I think my intention with that like I do want a relationship but I think my intention more is to just like go on dates again because I like just wasn't going on dates for a while and it's good to do that yeah it is fun and to like double back with what I was saying, because it's hyper personalized to me to not be on the apps to meet someone. I think that might be the way for me, but I cannot say, I cannot stress enough how many people I know who've met on the apps. Oh, totally. I feel like most people now I know have met on the apps. I'm- Going on dates, it's fun. It's nice to feel young and flirty. I think exactly. Yeah. I'm like, I just want to like, know that I am desired and that like there, you know, cause I've just been like in my studio apartment, like I went on a date maybe like three months ago or something like two months ago. And then after that, it's just been like so dead. And it's because I haven't been focusing on the apps and like nothing really comes to me in real life that like replaces it. And I don't know. Like, I'm like, maybe I should put more effort into just trying to meet people in real life and just fuck the apps. But I don't know how to do that. So I'm just kind of like, I mean, I do, but I don't. It's like very 
I mean, as someone who is on the outside looking in at your life, you're organizing so much stuff, you're doing so much in person, and it is really tied to your work. I think it sounds like it could be overload to try to put that pressure on also meeting someone in person. It's like, I'm working, but I'm also looking for the love of my life. Like, that's just a lot. lot. It's setting expectations up. You're like, I want to find my next project tonight. And I also want to find someone I'm going to date for five months. Like, (laughs) I've never had the two happen at the same time, but maybe someone has. Yeah, I welcome it. Honestly, like, I don't like if I'm like on a show performing stand up or something and somebody like hits on me after the show, like I'm like, okay, you know, if I'm into it, I don't. Yeah, I'm I'm open to it, but it just doesn't really happen. And there's nothing hotter than when someone like appreciates your craft. Yeah, especially like us as creatives, because it feels so tied to your personality, which is definitely problematic. But uh, <laughs> feel so tied to your like personhood. Um, but oh my god, I feel like it's never worked out for me. Has that worked out for you? I feel like they have an unreasonable. I feel like they don't see me as a person. I'm not. I'm not that cool, and I'm not saying that I have a lot of notoriety or anything. But I think. And I've seen this in myself, perhaps, maybe, because I used to be, when I was in college, I was so into guys who I thought were mega talented. And I still get that way. But it's like, it's not just that. (laughs) That's not just them. And I think it's dangerous when someone sees you as just that. It's like, can you listen to me as a person saying I'm having a bad day? I'm having a tough time. I'm not as successful as you think. But they're like, you're amazing. What are you talking about? You're amazing. You're doing so well. It's like, that's not validating. <laughs> that's not listening. Exactly. And it's like, oh, you're just like always going to have this perception of me. And that's not good. This is never going to be a real relationship if you're just going to keep that perception. Right. I'm like a placeholder. Yeah. Like the yeah. intentions are good, but it's like, let's let's make this version, your viewpoint of me dynamic. It's not just like, yeah, here's a cool person. It honestly, like, shocks me. And I don't know if you feel similarly, but, like, it it does kind of, like, take me back. Like, in stand-up, when people think I am exactly who I am on stage, and I'm sure it's similar with, like, your art and stuff. Like, if people think, like, you are everything that you portray, like, it's, like, it's called a creative license. Like, it's called, like... Right. And you probably take, like, a... You take a tenth of your life and use it as inspiration. Like a lot has to be preserved for yourself. And um, yeah, it's like tales. It's like stories, even if they're based in your life. I mean, it's so weird because I I think about this a lot. I wonder if you do too. Like mega A-list celebrities who make movies inspired by their childhood or things like that. Do people feel like they know them? Like, do people really, I'm never like, oh my God, I have a great picture of who this person is. And like, it's wild that they would like, give me that intel. It's like, no, we told this story. We're moving on. We're going to tell another story next year, you know? Totally. I agree with that. I'm honestly even worse than that. Like people who like obsess over certain celebrities who are like, you know, like, oh, like they just seem, they're like such a great person. They're such a good person. 
you don't fucking know that. I, I, I honestly assume most celebrities who are adored, I'm like, that person's probably an asshole. I just assume yeah. that now. I do see myself feeling like a little defensive of certain people whose work I really like when someone will be like, oh, I bet this about them or I heard this about them or they this like kind of weird thing happened with them. And I'm like, but they mean so much like their work is so good <laughs> not to defend them and not to think that like, but I'm like, well, let's not discount. And I'm not talking about people who have committed any like crimes or being like accused or alleged of any bad behavior those people no way no 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 automatically okay i'm not watching that i'm not absorbing that again but i'm talking about like women who have produced things and someone will be like i heard they're really not that nice and i'm like okay but i also love what they do (laughs) well you can there no one's telling you not to but it's just like the way public figures get idolized where it's like you don't really know this person you don't you've never sat down and hung out with them no no you don't know you have no idea and it sucks because a lot of the time and especially living in LA and I don't know New York is probably similar sometimes you do meet these people and you do talk to them and you're like oh you're a completely different person than what I perceived you to be for better or worse I haven't met that many celebrities, even like C or D list celebrities, but the ones I have, it's definitely been that way. And they've been C or D list celebrities that I've had interactions with. And that's um, a lot of letters above what I am, by the way. I'm not knocking that. Uh, I'm a Z list. (laughs) But uh, yeah, they're totally different. But yeah, that's all to say that um, I... I would like to meet somebody in real life in person, but <laughs> I'm like, when? Yeah, <laughs> I love. Yeah, circling back to the point, but I also forget like when we left that point. Yeah, I think I'd be open to meeting anyone anyway. It just so happens that right now I don't have a dating app, and um, I'm gonna give that a shot. I think you made the right choice, honestly. I feel like, yeah, we'll especially. Yeah, with your, like, mentality that you attach to it and the, like, kind of, you know, the spiritual element of, you know, let's see what the universe makes happen now. And I I fuck with that. I think that's, there's something there. Yeah, good. I'm glad you, it resonates for you. Like, I think the other thing that brought me to this place is no matter what dating app I was talking to people on, no matter what I had in my profiles, And I think it was something like somehow subconsciously, maybe I was calling to me or it could be a commentary on where everyone is at right now, but no one was emotionally available. And people were, you know, people said it in all different ways. They're like, sometimes I date seriously, but it happens at random times. So maybe that means I'm dating casually. I'm like, what does that mean? What? I feel like I need a PhD to dissect that. What does that mean? <laughs> I'm like, so you're dating seriously or you're dating casually or what? You don't want to commit to. Okay. Anyway. But um, yeah, no matter I, my profile, say emotionally available, looking for something real or looking for something serious in like lower cap, upper cap, lower cap, upper cap. I'm like, how do you say this in a cool way? 
How how do you make monogamy look cool again? I mean, it's fine. Most of my friends are <laughs> most of my friends are non-monogamous. And I love it for them. It's awesome. I just it's not for me, and I think I've been forced. Well, please don't come for me, but in my opinion, the past six years I've been forced into non-monogamy. You know, just going on dates with a million people, and I'm done with it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that actually is a yeah, that makes sense. Casually dating, you know, not being like tied to anyone in particular situationships, like they kind of do fall under this yeah. non Getting to know someone for a couple of months and then, you know, it's done. I don't know. I mean, non monogamy looks different for everyone, but it's not, <laughs> it's not meant but for me at least right now. In relationships and do not, it's like you're actually in a better position than we're in. I mean, you said it, not me, but yes, I agree. <laughs> I'm not trying to, it's like, yeah. It's like buying a vacation home when you have your house. I don't have the house yet. Yeah. It's like, we don't have this vacation. <laughs> it's like a timeshare and you can only go like once a month or whatever. Yeah, I can barely afford my rent. I don't have the house yet. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, <sighs> fucking hell. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Mm-hmm. I understand where you're coming from, and I might follow suit honestly because the pattern of online dating for me has never led to a relationship. It's led to like a lot of situationships, a lot of like maybe, maybe, probably not. A lot of yeah. just like okay, I went on a date, and That's I am fun. convinced it's nothing to do. I mean, maybe not nothing, but I am convinced it's not anything to do with the method. Like, I don't think anything. I mean, dating apps are evil. What the heck is not evil at this point that we engage in in our lives, especially technology wise? But I don't think it's about the apps. I just think it could be something we've poured a lot of time and energy into. And maybe there are things that are like we're getting hung up on or whatever. I just think maybe it's time to try something new for and like take something out of the equation. Like it's not new to, you know, be open to meeting someone in person. But what if like something that feels like a safety net feels like a lifeline, like you're always open to meeting someone? What if that just disappears? Okay, what do you replace that with? Right. Yes. What now? And then I guess it, it will kind of force you to like teach yourself a new skill in terms of like you know, oh, now I'm going to have to really try to force myself to actually put myself out there. Yeah, maybe I'm the one who hits on someone for once. Yeah. Do you do that? (laughs) I don't know. No, I haven't done it yet. (laughs) (laughs) I will start conversation with people, but even the guys that I've talked to at parties for hours who then I'm told afterwards, please do not even try to date that person. I won't give you their phone number. They're so like emotionally unavailable. I don't want you to ever convene again. Um, I haven't asked any of these people out or given my number. I don't know. Something has always held me back too much insecurity, but I feel like I'm going to build up a thirst You know what I mean? I'm going to have to indulge it at some point because I'm not going to have this outlet online where I feel like I'm making an effort. If I uh, put myself out there or not, I think I will. I'm good at, I like, 
I get really embarrassed, but I am good at making a fool of myself. Not that, mm. like, by nature, you know, expressing interest about a person should be embarrassing for me. But sometimes it just feels that way, you know, because you're still like the little chubby yeah. girl that no one would ever yeah. like. You know what I mean? Part that's, of me is still that. So that's what I try to explain to a lot of my friends too. Cause like so many of my friends are just oh, like God. thin and don't have the same kind of, they don't go to a bar and get the same kind of treatment that, you know, like, they're like, oh, just talk to just talk to any guy and smile. <laughs> They're going to be down. And it's like, no, when you know that you live in a different kind of body and like you're perceived differently, it's not that easy. It's like, right. Because you know, you're like, that you, you don't understand. Yeah. You just don't understand. 10 or 20 how- years ago, like we weren't allowed to look at those people and even like yeah. imagine what it'd be like if they liked us, you know, like, that was embarrassing. Like you'd be embarrassing yeah. yourself. Yeah, and what which bothers is gross. me too—that's not real. Me saying that out loud, like it's not true, right. but that's like kind that's of how feeling. society viewed us monsters, us totally. fat hot people. Yeah, <laughs> fat awkward kids, you know. Completely, and that's what I try to explain to to them too, because then they're like, "Oh, come on, you're beautiful. Like, don't be so down on yourself." And it's like. That's not what this is. Like, this isn't me thinking I'm ugly. This isn't me feeling like I'm unattractive. Like, I feel great about myself. But you still have to know how, like, we still have to know how society works and how just fat phobia is everywhere. And it doesn't matter how good you feel about yourself. You know, a group of guys who still prescribe to, like, fat phobic ideologies aren't going to look at you and they're not going to give a shit about you. And that's just what it is. Of course. And the thing is, it's like once you accept your body, once you're neutral about your body or dare I say love your body, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't erase all of that trauma of being like, I'm super unlovable. No one's going to like me. I'm not allowed to have a crush on someone because that's embarrassing. Like that's honestly degrading to them. Like that's gross that we ever thought that way about ourselves. I mean, I'm not to put words in your mouth, but I know how I felt. But it's like you have to move past all of that and you have to get yourself ready to not give a shit what these guys feel about you hitting on them or liking them because you have to be in an emotionally like very sturdy place to be like, I don't care because I know I'm cool and I know I'm attractive and I know you are lucky to interact with me and be adored by me. You know what I mean? Because we can never, we can even if they seem like the nicest guy, we have no idea what kind of internalized fat phobia or just like outward fat phobia <laughs> they have. Um, but you got to prepare yourself mentally to kind of be beaten down in that way. And that sucks. It really sucks. Totally. It's asking it, it really- a lot of a person to like undo all that and be like, you know what? This isn't going to shake me or maybe it shakes right. me in the moment, but it's not going to keep me from putting myself out there because I know I'm cool and I'll find someone who sees that. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That was that was a perfect way of putting it. Yeah. Um, but well, we're gonna get it done. We're gonna get it done. We're cool. I think we I think it's both of our jobs. I think I feel 
such a kinship to you and such a connection to your work because same i think we are put onto this path and in this world to really like inspire other fat people to realize you're hot you're cool you're gonna meet someone if you want you don't have to meet someone if you don't want and you're gonna have everything your thing counterparts have if you want that you get to have whatever you want it doesn't matter we just all look different my god yeah and i i see a lot of the dating hurdles experienced as a fatter person is like blessings in disguise a lot of the time you know Mm -hmm. i feel like we actually have a lot of advantages in a lot of ways and i try to embrace those you know it's like yeah there are a lot of good things about it and things that are that seem like hurdle hurdles are actually going to be better in the long run because you're just going to meet somebody who's like all about you in every sense like they're not just you know it just it'll be a really good person who we end up with long term i can feel it i agree and something i just want to make a note of that next time i'm on here we should talk about our fetishes like fat fetishes and how that plays with your brain all that stuff because that's something i'm thinking about a lot of the time and i'd just be so curious as to like your thoughts on that but i feel like it could fill mm-hmm. an episode yeah <laughs> yeah no good like yeah. once you're in a place where you're like i feel good enough about myself that i can be dating and i can be strong enough to realize that i'm worth it like how do you deal with thinking about like is this guy you know, based on his behavior, is this like a fetish or something being with a fat woman or, you know, people outwardly talking to you? Like, I don't know, like objectifying you because of their fat fetish, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, we can totally get into it another time, but there is a fine line there of like, Cause like you want somebody to love your body and think you're hot and be like all right. about it and really be like super turned on by you. But I think where it veers into like the negative, more detrimental, like fetish category is when, you know, there's like that person has like shame attached to it. Totally. You know, where they like, you're like a secret or, you know, Ugh. they see it as wrong and bad that they are attracted mm. to you. Totally. And don't really like. Or from the jump, they like hypersexualize you. Yeah. Instead of like, yeah, instead of like getting to know you and trying to like court you in a normal way, just start treating you in a really creepy way off the bat. And I'm like, would you talk to other people like this? Right. <laughs> from jump. From jump. Do you yeah. want your friends to know that you came on to me like this? Yeah. <laughs> But I also read something in a thread, not to like lose the plot too much, but I forget what it was about. But then I read this man being like, I'm super buff and I'm like six foot three and I love fat women and I hate skinny women. You could never have me because you're so like, look at how mean you are to other people. And I would kiss my fat woman in front of you and tell you, you could never have me. I'm like, I don't think what I don't want that. I don't want to be with someone who's like, but that other body type is 
bad and we don't like that other body type because they're all mean and and i was like what is this it's like a war it's a war yeah exactly and i think the perception a lot of especially like you know like dudes who like really hate body positivity and all that they think that we're trying to convince them that like fat bodies are hotter than skinny bodies and it's like they're just bodies and like you don't have to be attracted to them keep staying away let it's us giving ourselves the permission to continue to live life and not feel like we should take our lives because we're such a burden to other people that's literally what it's about in my mind it's like oh i don't have to ask for your permission to be alive that's what body positivity is to me like i'm not like uh I'm not a sinner because I look this way because I'm in this body. I deserve to live and have a like happy and full life despite what I look like and what anyone else looks like and shouldn't matter. That's what body positivity is to me. Not like um, everyone who found me repulsive in the past has to kiss my ass and think I'm like the hottest stuff. No, I don't want to even talk to you ever again. Like, let's continue and not know each other. Yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly (laughs) right on the money uh wow jordan this has been such a great chat thank you so much it's really appreciate it thank you so much for having me uh where can people find you um jordan somler on instagram and jordansomler.com and uh, we are, I am, the V-Single Podcast. <laughs> uh, and if you'd like to send in any comments or questions or whatever, email us, me. <laughs> this used to be a two-person podcast, so <laughs> my brain is still in the we, us. Uh, V-Single Podcast at gmail.com or DM us on Twitter at V-Single Pod. And we'll be back next week. Thank you. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.